This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Vine Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg. And today I have the pleasure of being on the road in Napa Valley with a very special guest. Alberto Tosca comes from one of Sicily's most famous and notable families, often dubbed the first family of winemaking in Sicily. Now, Alberto is here in town for the Wine Enthusiast Wine Star Awards. And just last night, Alberto was awarded by Wine Enthusiast the European Winery of the Year. Alberto, it is a great honor and pleasure to have you here. Thank you. And congratulations. Thank you. This is wonderful. But listen, this didn't happen overnight, did it? No, that's that's crazy. I mean, I'm really happy about what's happening. Uh, yesterday we had a lot of fun and it was really emotional. What for Sicily in general was quite the first time that we uh, Sicily received an award like such important. Uh, what was really emotional yesterday was uh, the reason why of the, 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 the awards. The reason why was uh, just because our hard work in the last 10 years on sustainability. And I think uh, I saw all the prizes and all the awards and when it just were around sustainability. So I think sustainability was a really big driver of the event. Okay. And uh, yeah, and that's make me very happy when... Right. So I, I understand, though, that you actually are a big proponent of sustainability. As a matter of fact, there's a, a program in Sicily called Sustain, which you're very involved with. Tell me about that. So <clears throat> sustainability. Uh, my approach with sustainability uh, came after uh, an experience uh, on different techniques on, uh, on wine. So I was uh, really attracted about the phenomenon of biodynamic, of natural wines especially. Okay. And because natural wine, in terms of concept, in terms terms of philosophy was really uh, strong to me and uh, mentions a lot of common point of view. Then when I was there and drinking a lot of wines and, uh, and, and I spent like uh, more than a year studying uh, all, all this, I had, had something that was uncomfortable to me. And uh, the ones that was uncomfortable to me was just this kind of uh, fighting between organic, biodynamic, natural, conventional. So I'd say I thought that, that fighting is not a good thing for wines in general. Right. And so sustainability is an approach that combines all these techniques, but the the point of sustainability is to measure the impact that you can have in what you do in terms of environment, social, um, uh, economics, everything, but measure. So give measure to everything. And that's make me much more comfortable on that. Would you call this maybe a more common sense approach to trying to be sustainable versus organic versus biodynamic? It's not versus. The, the nice thing, the nice approach of sustainability that is including everything. So we even in terms of practical experience, we grow one vineyards like an, uh, one close to each other, and then we use organic techniques, biodynamic techniques conventional techniques and then after that we measure the impact of all these techniques okay. so it's not something that is versus or uh, in the opposite way but it's including everything and you try to take the best of all the science of all the philosophy that you can find it and try to measure the best impact on the environment on people on social so that's what is uh, that make me
me much more comfortable. Above that, I mean, the other thing that is really interesting, once you start to measure what you do, and uh, once you start to understand what is your impact, and, uh, and once you do it with other colleagues and you create some benchmark, it's a good driver to take a decision process right. because mm-hmm. you know where you have to improve or where you are strong, where you are not, so you can work to improve uh, step by step. Well, this it's makes like, sense to me, right? But yeah. I've never heard of this approach before. Uh, that's, uh, that's kind of like a, that's close to the, the, the similar Japanese philosophy that is called Kaizen. Try to improve 1% each time. Try to improve every time. So never be in a comfort zone and try to do your best and your best is not only for you you are not the only shareholder but the shareholders of your company is even the environment is even people around you is even the economy approach is even the supplier is even everything right when did this all start how long have you been working on the sustainability program Almost 10 years. Wow. And when you took over the vineyards from your father in 2000, or I shouldn't say the vineyards, you took over the, I guess, the family wine company mm. from your father, Conte Lucha, yeah. yep. in 2001. But you didn't rest on uh, the laurels. You have been very active uh, since 2001 <coughs> growing the business. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I started to work with my grandfather and my father all together. And I even on my, with my brother. And I think this is, and an, an the wine business or wine industry, I don't know how you call it, but in wines in general or yeah. in agriculture is really important because uh, we cannot make too many experiences. If I'm lucky, I will do like 50 harvests in my life. That is nothing compared to other kind of industry. So this kind of experience that is come generation by generation and even looking in a long-term vision. So for the next generation, it's something that is really important in, 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 in wines. And you're doing so, this on Sicily? Uh, yes. We are doing this in Sicily. We had fun, so I have this lucky. And then since 2001, I was naturally becoming like the CEO of the company. But just because it was on my edge, I was uh, hardworking and so on. But I still I still talk with my father, with my brother. So my grandfather passed away, but so it's, it's a natural way to cooperate. And the name of the overall company, Tosca de Almerida? Tasca de Almerida. Tasca de Almerida. Yes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> what you. What does it mean? So it's, does uh, it translate? It's a, to, yeah. Tasca is a surname and yeah. Almerida is a title. It's a noble title. Noble it's title. Count of Almerida. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you now have not one, not two, not three, not four. You have five different projects going on right now. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about those those different projects. I'm fascinated by what you're doing in Sicily. So, since 2001, the, the reputation of Sicily was totally different. And the, the goal and the deal, the target was to improve and uh, do really high-quality wines and try to let the people understand the potential of, of Sicily. Imagine that Sicily, when I started to work, was in 1993, was uh, producing more or less the same quantity of all Australia of wine, but we used to wow. model just wow. 6 to 8%. So the natural market for Sicily was bulk wine. It was a natural huge market. It was one of the most important regions for bulk wine because the wine naturally became really with a good full-body wines or with high alcohol, good color. So everybody used to buy this wine and bulk wine. So the market was really natural and easy without marketing and without everything. 
used. There were just few families that were in, uh, involved in the wine, bottling and fine wines just because of passion. And one of these families was my, my family, so the Tasca family. So when we <coughs> start to do that, and we, it was a really hard job because we were quite lonely to be in the category of Sicilian wines. And Sicilian wines were, were not used to be in the wine list, in the special wine list, but was always in a, in a category that was called other wines. Right. So then right. after right. that, other wines. Other wines. <laughs> so then after that, Sicily started to become more, more and more famous because they, we showed that the potential of uh, high quality. And then in 2001, I thought that was the moment to explain that Sicily and to show that Sicily is not a flat island because it's not. Sicily has vulcan, high hills, right. countryside, An active volcano. Uh, volcano, yes, small highlands, and many, many different, um, even indigenous grape varieties that are there. Sicily is based in and located in a particular area of the Mediterranean Sea. It was really strategic in the past. So many domination and many population arrived there and spent time there, sometimes decades, sometimes centuries, and all of them bring their own vines or their own culture, their own food, their own... And so it's a mess, but it's a, that's why it's wonderful, of different culture all together. So what, in our project since 2001, I was looking for a place with a lot of a unique attitude, and we tried to understand the right combination between grape varieties and the place where they was, so right. terroir. Right. And that was really important. That happened, and now each of five different states shows this enormous potential. You know, it's interesting because you had mentioned the, all the varieties before yep. that are, are on Sicily, but we know that, for example, Chianti is known for Sangiovese. Yep. Back in the day when they were doing all of this bulk wine, was there a particular variety that, was, that Sicily was known for? So, that's really interesting too. The last 15 years, we made a research all around Sicily, close to the river, in, uh, in the forest, and we found many different vines. And they were vines that were abandoned in the past, and probably because they were not allowed to produce full-body wine, high-alcohol wine, high-structured wine. All these wine varieties now are uh, under research. We plant in three different places around Sicily. Okay. We are cultivate them and try to vinificate them to understand them. And I can tell you, because I tested them every year, that more of them are really well adapted to produce great quality wine for bottle. Because they are quite, not really full body, but light, elegant, low alcohol. There are many, many different uh, grape varieties. Sicily, in the last 20 day, uh, years, was famous more for Nero Davola in the right. red wine. Right. Uh, and then now Grillo is becoming famous at the same Love time. Grillo? I meet you. Then uh, Etna became a category of wine with Nerello Mascalese and Caricante. Right. There are other 50 different names that you will never remember. But that's Italy. But some of these wines that, uh, that you're making, some of, you know, some of the grapes that you're making these wines from yeah. now, do they even have names? These vines no. that you've discovered. So all the, these discoverers are not yet allowed to be named. They are not official. So there are 100 study. We have to register them. We are registering five of them, and then we will be in the 
market. So I think we should name one of them uh, Tosca. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's see. I think that we, uh, in Regaliali, we found a kind of a Sauvignon that probably was adapted there. We bought the, this estate in the center of Sicily in 1830. And you know, vines, after uh, decades and centuries, adapt themselves. Sure. So it's like a Sauvignon, but it's not a Sauvignon. So the, the old the, the professor from university called it Sauvignon Tasca. So there is something that you mentioned that is quite similar. Molto bene. That's, <laughs> all, that's fantastic. This is great. So tell me, um, you have the five projects. Could you spend one minute on each of the projects? Tell me what they are, hmm. what the different, what okay. you're doing on Sicily. Yeah, so the, the major projects start when in Regaliali stage. Regaliali is uh, in the center of Sicily, say in the heart of Sicily, far from the sea, high hills, the high altitude from 450 meters up to 850 meters, and it's where we start. So right. imagine a university of wines, because we're studying a lot, the DNA of our company was research and innovation so we had plenty of different techniques there. And if I have my notes right it's been in your family since 1830? Yeah. So that's a lot of research. It's a lot of research, yes. Okay. And then that's, that's when it's famous so we have all the varieties planted there and so I think that the iconic, iconic wine from there is Rosso del Conte that was the first single vineyard wine that was produced in Sicily. It came from a vineyard that is called San Lucio, and it's a blend of Nero Davola and Pericone, another indigenous grape okay. variety. Right. Then from that we move to we can move to Salina Highland, where we have Capofaro. Capofaro and then the Salina Highlands are famous for the Malvasia right. the Lelipari production. Yeah. It's an appellation. Normally historically it was the Malvasia was a sweet wine. And then after in, uh, in uh, 2014, we had a really high production per hectare, and we didn't have any space for dried grape in the room. So it's, I decided to, okay, let's do a dry wine with this. A dry it, table wine. A dry table wine. And it became very, very, very good. So now we produce a sweet wine from Malvasia and a dry wine from Malvasia. How is it? Called, I love it. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's a beautiful place. The Olia the high, the Highland are with volcanic soil. The tradition there is so long, so strong, and it became and it was really a huge economic in terms of wine during the Philosopher, because the Philosopher didn't arrive there, and so it was one of the few places in Europe that was allowed to produce wine. Oh, so it's a very pristine... Yeah. Okay. Then we have uh, Etna. Etna, uh, now I think it's one of the most hot places in, in the world of wine, famous for the combination of Nerello Mascalese and the volcanic soil that give wines that are really elegant and really with uh, high tension uh, minerals, so it means that it's so salty and so particular. Caricante for like white uh, varieties that make the same approach in the volcanic soil. But I understand that you're actually doing single vineyard yeah. production on Mount Etna, which I want to point out is still an active volcano. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, do you have to pay people hazard pay? To yeah, it's crazy. When I, when I signed the contract to buy the, the, the vineyards was 2007, after 10 years of research of uh, land there, I didn't sleep. I was totally awake. The, 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 the volcano is, you can feel it every day because make a lot of noise. You feel boom, boom. Sometimes oh, my God. You feel vibrations, sometimes I mean, 
but it's so beautiful. It's so an area that is really particular. It was it's a really long uh, historical important in, in the 18th century. It was the province that was producing the, the higher quantity of, of wine in Sicily. Wow. So that's your project there on Mount Etna? Yes. And we produced this uh, single vineyard called Contrada. Take the name from the Contrada. Contrada is like uh, the Contrada names are assigned in the appellation regulamentations. And they be, they are different because of the different age of the eruptions. So each eruption was have a difference about uh, 5,000, 10,000 or 40,000 years, so the soil there have a different age of oxidation, and even the explosion come from different alchemy inside the volcano. And the impact of this different soil to the wine is terrific, so it's something that you can feel. That's very special. And those are available in the United States, these wines? Yes, yes. Fantastic. I understand that you actually let the five estates operate independently. Yeah, that's Uh, another point. So the other two, one is Mozza that is producing for Grillo, and the other the area is called Saler de la Tour. It's in the appellation that is called Monreale. Okay. It is really, we have a really great attitude for the Syrah production. And Syrah has a long tradition in Sicily. Right. So when I started to do this project, I thought that was, uh, in terms of economy, was a really good choice to have the same team that can manage everything. And then I realized that wasn't true. So if you want to work in wine on details and do you find wines, you have to <coughs> work on details, not on priority. And so you need people that take care every day and every moment on what they do. So now I have each state have its own team, its own responsible, and so they can tell me all the details, all the problems, they can work with patients, and I can follow them very well. Before that, I was just running around Sicily doing priority. Priority means that you just solve the problem, the big problem. Right. You cannot work on details. Now you work on details. Yeah. That's great. And then I understand. It's a little bit more expensive. That's not great. Well, <laughs> no. But to get great results, it is. It's the only way. Right? And yeah. I think, you know, when we talk about expensive, we're sitting here in Napa Valley right now. Yeah. And I think, with all due respect, there are values everywhere in the world. And I personally have found that there's just some fantastic values right now in Italy in general and Sicily in particular. And I really love seeing Sicily explode uh, on the American market. No pun intended. Let's hope that doesn't explode for a long long time. But it's a pleasure having you. You seem a little thirsty. I think maybe we should, we have two wines in front of us, want to maybe um, tuck into these because I'm very excited about this. So here comes the part in our podcast where... My cork popping on the wines. We get to taste the fruits of your labor. Yes. So tell me about this first wine that we're about to try. So we have this one that is a Contrada Rampante. Okay. So it's a single vineyard in Etna. This Contrada is the last vineyard that we own in Etna and it was 2014. And uh, it's so particular. To me, it's quite special because it's, uh, compared to the other lava eruption, give to the wine something that is really floral. So you can feel that it's fruity. At the same time, it's complex. I love it. It's a wine that I'm particularly in love with. And, and walk me through it. What is it? That, what is the variety? It's Nerello Mascalesi, 100%. Okay. Wow. It almost looks like a Pinot Noir in color. Yeah, that's in color, yes. And you, you, if you are not in uh, 
in touch with the, the, the Etna wines you never thought, and you have a blind tasting everywhere, you will never thought that was a Sicilian yeah, wine. No, absolutely not. This I, is I can tell you right off the bat. Not even, not even just looking, I'm just smelling it. I'm, you've got a lot of those lighter, brighter fruits that I would never associate with a, a Sicilian wine. Exactly. And yet, it's beautiful, almost as a um, uh, rose petals uh, yes. are coming up. And I, well done. Sicily? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's what makes uh, the project in Sicily excited. Because Sicily is really wow. a continent of diversity. Wow. So the first thing that hits me is the acidity in this wine and the, and the fruit. And, and even and the how, tannins. The tannins is the deal the tan- with this Yeah, the tannins, are, the tannins are there, but it's the beautiful blend of acidity and fruit together that they're in harmony on this wine. And it just strikes me as just this, wow, you know, I just, I, I think this would be just so much fun to have with a beautiful roast chicken, right? Exactly. They're a really gastronomic wine. It I is. love, I love this is, pair with or, it. Or, you know, a nice uh, pork loin or something. This is just a beautiful wine in terms of its balance. But again, I can't get over that. Just the blend of acidity and fruit and the red fruit. It's, it's even crispy. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. It's nice. And, and it's red fruits. You yeah. know, I'm thinking, you know, cranberry, rhubarb in those ranges. I'm going to have another sip. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Mm. Well done. Very <laughs> well you. done. That Thank is, you. I got to tell you, what I don't mean to gush. But for me, to have a wine that that elegant, that's the word I'm looking for. A wine that elegant from Sicily is, it's new to me. So elegance is one that, I mean, is the word that to me is the biggest driver and the strongest driver in producing of wine. Even the next wine that you will taste is called Rosso del Conte, the original, come from Nero Davola and Pericone. We are in another state that is the, the Regaliali one. The, the vineyard is really old, it's uh, almost 70 years old. And there are okay. bush vineyards, the really low quantity in terms of production. And the wine, if you see the color, is more dark. Yes, it's absolutely. like what you expect from Sicily. And even if you taste it, it's full of some full body wine. It's quite strong. So this is the 2014 Rosa, yes. Rosa del Conte. Yes. All right, I'm going in. Let's see. This is something I think it's a little bit more along the lines of what I would expect from a Sicilian exactly. wine. It's very dark in color. Definitely got a lot of the darker fruit coming out of this wine. Totally and, true. And I'm getting beautiful kind of undertones of earth. Yes. You know, so it's um, spicy it's, and then it comes from a little bit, but a small note of balsamic at the same time. Mm. You know, I'm not spitting these wines. Have you noticed? Yes. But the point <laughs> is that even here you can work on elegance. If you it find does. the balance between acidity and alcohol and right. cool body. It has balance. And again, you can get the tannins. There is, There are definitely tannins in the wine. But it's remarkable how the fruit and acidity, which people don't pay attention to much. They really, in my opinion, a lot of consumers, and for people listening, please do pay attention to acidity. <laughs> it's that wonderful juiciness that grabs you right in the cheeks. Uh, when you have a, a wine and the balance of the fruit, the acidity and the tannins, just uh, delightful. And it's, it's got definitely enough fruit where you think, okay, it's got some gravitas. But again, I think this is a food-friendly wine. 
That's true. And the other point that you touch is acidity. The rule of acidity is really important in terms of longevity. And those wines are wines that can age for 30, 40 years, comfortable, and you still taste them and have fun with them. But they do evolve. Yes. Right. They do evolve. Of course. And wh- why is acidity so important in long-term aging? Because it's like, as you said, the dorsal spine of a person, you, yeah. know, you know, it's something that stands up. When you lose acidity, the, the, the wine became immediately uh, probably more friendly because they are more sweet. They are more in over-ripeness. Right. But they lose... That's the alcohol taking exactly. over, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they lose the timing. They lose the, the time to, to, to stand up. So if you feel now it's 2014 and you can feel that it's a little bit young the same time and right. that's the rule of acidity so right. both full body and acidity are the really important column for 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 longevity so Alberto I'm looking for the um, alcohol so it says alcohol by volume 14 percent yeah first of all 14 percent for a wine like this from Sicily is is pretty reasonable yes you know I would think that it would be more 15 15 and a half percent it's 14 percent and yet it doesn't even taste at 14 percent it's so well integrated into the wine. It doesn't taste hot. It doesn't... That, that's really important. To achieve elegance in a region like Sicily, imagine that we are not in the coast. We are in the center of Sicily in high hills, so there is a really strong excursion between night and day. During summer, we have a really lower temperature, so there are continental wine in Sicily. But at the same time, what is really important is the balance and the harmony inside the wines. Well, when you have harmony and balance between alcohol, acidity, and full body, and at the right point of ripeness, you will never feel something that is too strong, like never too alcoholic, never too acidity, never too full body, never flat wine. Harmony is really important. That's play the game of elegance. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. you. Did. Congratulations in both of these wines, and they're very different. They're totally different. They're from two different estates? Yes. So good representation of two of the five estates here. That's Sicily. That's Sicily. Sicily. It's a continent of diversity. That's fantastic. Thank you Thank so you. very much for being here. Can you just remind our listeners the two wines that we've tasted today? So, Tascante Contrada Rampante. The single vineyard is Rampante. 2016. Tascante 2016. Right. And Tascante is the name of the project of the estate in Etna. Okay. That's in, if you read it, it's Tasca. And if you read from right to left, Etna. it's Etna. So, Tascante. Very clever. Very All right. Clever. We'll post a picture of this <laughs> okay. on our website. Right. And the other one is Rosso del Conte. It's made in Tenuta Regalialis, the, the major estate that we have in the center of Sicily. Uh-huh. It's 2014. And the appellation is Contea di Sclafani. It's really difficult to, to remember it, but think about Regaliali and Rosso del Conte is the name. And we can find both of these wines here in the States. Yes. This is fantastic. Indeed. Well, once again, congratulations on Winery of the Year. Pretty cool from wine enthusiasts. Thank you, Scott. That's, that's great. And thank you again for being my guest here. I know that you've got a lot of demands on your time in the couple days that you're here. And I'm really very honored that you spent this time with me. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much, Scott. All right. Grazie mille. <laughs> Grazie a te. Thank you for joining me on this special on-the-road episode of The Vine Guy. This episode was produced by Sarah Beth Hensley. The music you heard is Wishful Thinking by Dan Leibowitz, available in the YouTube audio library. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter 
and catch my Wine of the Week segments every Friday on WTOP and WTOP.com. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.